We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Tuesday. It is August 4th. It's 2020, and we have 10 baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my good buddy, Blenderhead, Jordan Cooper. How are you doing, my friend? Good. Did long time no podcast. We got baseball going on. Uh, in the past week, I've uh, come tw- twice in two top tens in large field GPPs. So uh, I'm hoping I'm, g- I'm getting closer and closer, but with the shortened season, I got I got to get there quicker. Yeah, well, you're on the podcast, and we know what happens when you do the podcast. So um, I've been on plenty of podcasts where I've lost. So don't <laughs> don't, don't play that game. That happened like the first two times, and it was like, oh, lucky charm that that runs. Well, so it's the first one of the season. Does that count? Like, you know. oh yeah, well, because first one of the season, the first the first morning grind podcast I ever was on. The next day, I won like twenty five thousand dollars. Yeah, Christy, um, the one that did the podcast with me last week, uh, Creighton, she won um, the $25 tournament over there in FanDuel the day after. So there you go. Uh, okay, well, well, well let, let's see what – you're going to see what takes I have, and maybe maybe it doesn't work out because <laughs> I may get a little bit crazy on this slate. All right, well, 10 games. Um, obviously a lot to talk about on the slate, so let's uh, let's jump right in. Mets, National, Stephen Matz, Patrick Corbin. Um, any interest here in Stephen Matz? Uh, I'm more interested in stacking the, the, the Nationals against him. Yeah, I don't really like Matz here either. Um, average strikeout rates, um, you know, numbers against righties, nothing great. A lot of hard to soft contact, um, a lot of hard contact. And um, Washington just doesn't strike out against left-handed pitching. So I'm um, not looking at Stephen Matz here. Patrick Corbin on the other side, we get a guy that has some strikeout upside. Uh, do you have any interest in him? I think on this slate, there's a lot of pitching options. 
I don't like any of them, but they, they all have flaws. But they, they're, they're a fair amount of good pitchers on this slate between like eight and nine K, and there may be one really cheaper that some people may be playing. We'll get to that game. Uh, I'm not sure if I need to spend 10.4K on DraftKings for Corbin. I think with the, the Mets power lefty bats in Washington, which is a ballpark upgrade, I think I'd be more interested in in playing like the lefty one-offs against him rather than spend 10-4 on him. Yeah, like I have some interest here. Um, you know, we'll have to see how – how the slate kind of shapes out as far as ownership goes. The only thing that like I worry like 10, four highest price pitcher on the slate. There's some guys below him that I do like on this slate. So I'm not saying Corbin's a must play. I'm saying like his strikeout rate is the highest on the slate. So we got to respect that. Um, you know, let's talk bats here. Sounds like Brian Dozier is going to play in this game. Pete Alonzo, J.D. Davis. Um, So they have some righties that they can throw here against Corbin. Like, I think Conforto, uh, we'll have to see about McNeil. He was scratched late on um, Monday. So we'll have to see what this lineup looks like. But um, I think that's going to depend on, like, if I go Corbin or if I go stacking the Mets here. Well, I don't even I don't mind the lefties against Corbin if I'm stacking and if I'm playing like if Davis is in he's 3800, uh, we may get Rosario leading off at 4200. There's a lot of questionables because McNeil, well, you know, had back tightness this past night, so he may not be in. So like I don't mind Conforto against lefty lefty because no one's gonna play him. Alonzo at 4700. I mean, if if you've been watching, it seems like he never swings the bat anymore. He watches so many pitches. He gets walks. But, like, I'm not a – I'm not – because no one's going to go here with the lefties in the lineup. But I – seriously, in Washington, I don't mind lefties against Corbin if they're going to come in at 2% owned. So, I think playing a Rosario, Rosario Alonzo, J.D. Davis, Conforto, Dozier at 3,400, or Ramos, a catcher at 3,100. Because I, I think on a 10-game slate, I, no one's going to play the Mets. I mean – Maybe no one plays Corbin. Maybe he ends up being only 10% owned, but no one's going to play the Mets against him. Yeah. Um, you know, for those reasons, I think they're definitely in play as well. You look at some of the ISO in these guys and they hit left-handed pitching like Dozier, Davis, Alonzo, obviously. So the upside is there. Um, the Washington side of things, like I said, Matt's um, pretty average stuff and, the team just doesn't strike out. They're going to put the ball in play a lot here against Steven Matz. It's just really going to depend on, you know, are we getting singles, doubles, home runs? Like, the ball is going to be put in play here. Yeah, and I think uh, if Juan Soto is back, I don't know who's going to pay 4900 for him, lefty-lefty. But I, I don't mind Kendrick. I don't mind as dribble Cabrera. I mean, just like, in order to stack them, you'll need to you'll pretty much need to play Turner and Soto. And that kind of raises that stack price on a 10-game slate. They do have a 5.2 implied run total currently. So, like, I don't I don't mind targeting them. It's just that on this slate, we're going to find a lot of opportunities for bats in the high, to, high 4Ks and the low 5Ks. So it's just how much do you want to prioritize the Nationals? I think I'm more likely to just take the cheaper one-offs, take a Kendrick, take a Cabrera, and not worry about the stack. Yeah, um, Juan Soto's first day eligible is today. So we'll have to see if he's in the lineup or not. Um, Washington, 
had a longer like period than the MLB um, as far as like testing. And like today's the first day he's actually eligible to play as far as like DC because of the 14 day quarantine. So, um, you know, if he's in there, obviously it's a boost to the lineup, even with Steven Matt's lefty lefty matchup. So definitely going to be looking at him if I'm looking at Washington here. Uh, Blue Jays and Braves, Matt Shoemaker against Max Freed. Um, Man, so sad to see, you know, the young pitcher for the Braves go down on Monday. I was like, Sirocco is such a good real-life pitcher, and um, it stinks that, like, he tore his Achilles and he's out for the year. But uh, any interest here in Matt Shoemaker? Uh, against the Braves, uh, on with the amount of pitching that's available, uh, the Braves have a 5.2 implied run total. Uh, Shoemaker in Atlanta just seems like trouble. Yeah, I don't like him here either. I I don't typically like right-handed pitchers against the Braves. I don't typically like left-handed pitchers against the Braves. Um, Max Fried on the other side of this game, do you have any interest in him? I think people may go to him chasing the game log, 8,500. I mean, it's not it's not bad against the Blue Jays. Just that I think I think there are higher strikeout options at pitcher that are in similar price ranges that – it doesn't it's like on a different slate i'd be like okay i'll get safe max reed max reed and uh you know give me 18 points and that's fine but uh in atlanta i'm i i'd rather play the cheaper blue jays bats than play him i actually like him a lot um you look at this young toronto team and they strike out a ton like everyone on this team hernandez tells if he's in the lineup biggio bachette gary l like they all strike out at a really high clip. Now they have some power, so obviously that's scary. But Max Fried does a great job limiting damage by throwing ground balls. He's eighty five hundred, and this guy is a guy that's capable of twenty five plus. So I like Fried a lot. I'm a sucker for the Atlanta young pitchers anyway. But this matchup on paper looks really, really good, depending on what lineup we see the Blue Jays roll out here. No, I want the righties. I want the Go righties. Go for it. Listen, I'm not saying don't stack against them. You could you you do well, your thing. I'm not even sure about stacking. Maybe one offs. Maybe he's not a stackable <laughs> okay. pitcher. Okay, but I think I I could play Boba Shed at shortstop. I mean, the, the shortstop is a weak position typically, and you mix it in with the Vlad at, at 4200. Tiasca Hernandez is on on a tear. He's 3800, depending on where he is in the lineup. Grichuk's under 4K. So uh, yeah, with the amount of strikeouts, they'll get to kill rallies. In that case, so maybe with all these outfielders, because the, the only way to stack them, you got to play so many outfielders that it makes it less appealing. But uh, if I'm not going to play any Freed, I'll probably sprinkle some Blue Jay bats into into my my five X type stacks. Yeah, uh, I don't hate it. I I probably won't do it. Like I said, I like Freed a lot here. I don't really love Toronto. Um, I do like Atlanta. I, I think they're really interesting on the slate. Like, first look at, the, uh, you know, on this slate, I actually think they could potentially come in a little lower own here. You know, we got cores and Atlanta's priced up. And we, we've seen over the last few days already, like, priced up stacks when we have core slates. We're, we're seeing them come a little under-owned. Oh, definitely. I mean, yeah. that, that, I mean that's, that's kind of what I do every day. I look for the, the vomit stacks as well as where the, uh, there's a Coors game. Let me grab some Dodgers because no one seems to want the Dodgers overpriced in like San Diego or something. Of course, that's not going to work out for me, but that's kind of what I do. So it, that, that this does fit the bill and Shoemaker is no, no stranger to the, the long ball. Uh, it's just that to, to justify like Swanson's 5,000. 
I mean, yeah, Matt Adams looks good, but he, then then you can't play Freeman because they're both first base eligible. So this is the type of type of team that I'm not sure if I if I could stack them at this these prices. But uh, but one offs, sure, why not? Yeah, like I, I like it. Acuna Freeman. You mentioned like you can't play Adams and Freeman together on DraftKings. You can on Fanduel. Um, you know that's always an interesting strategy on Fanduel. Take first two first basemen from the same team. Uh, I've done that a couple times with the Brayu and E5 already this season. So, um, yeah, I, I like Atlanta here. Toronto bullpen has been really shaky already. So, um, going to that well. Up next, we got Miami at Baltimore. Assuming this game plays, um, everything seems like it's going to play at this time. Pablo Lopez against John Means. Um, I'm seeing Pablo Lopez on some sites, and I'm seeing Caleb Smith on some sites. So, um, like the rest of the Marlins team, we have no idea. Um, if it's Pablo Lopez or Caleb Smith, do you have any interest in either one of these guys? I mean, it's against the Orioles, I guess, but, I mean, this is a big ballpark upgrade. I mean, Baltimore's a better hitting park. With the pitching options on the slate, I, I don't I don't see a need necessarily. If a different context of the slate matters. On a different slate, sure. If I want to play Lopez at 7,600 against Baltimore, ah, that's it's not horrible. Well, what's the upside there? I think I'm more likely to play bats in this game. The question is, who the hell's playing for Miami? Yeah, like they I read it, I read the thing before we get started. 15 additions, like seven minor leaguers, three from waiver wire is like a lot of young people and guys that were sent down in the minors with expanded rosters going to be in this lineup. And it seems like DraftKings has priced most of them up. You're not getting them. You're not, you're not even getting them cheap. So may, maybe I do have interest in a guy like John means against them because who's the, who, who's going to play the Marlins at, at mid four K prices. Yeah. I don't think, anybody's going to play the Marlins on the slate. So we could, we could talk about that, but I I'm actually, the one that plays the Marlins so often. And if I'm not going to play him, that means no one's going to play him. Yeah. Like I have interest in means depending on what this lineup looks like. We have no idea what this lineup's going to look like. Like, so I, I honestly, I'm going to kind of leave my means take for, let's see what this lineup looks like. If it's a bunch of minor leaguers, like John means is in play a little bit. But, you know, the flip side of is it is it a bunch of minor leaguers with something to prove when they have a chance to take some major league at-bats against a guy with, like, means who doesn't typically strike out a bunch of guys? Yeah, and if Lewis Brinson is in the lineup, that's like a free K every, every time for the order. <laughs> him and um, him and Cervelli struck out a ton against left-handed pitching last season, too. No, so but we'll, Lewis Brinson was priced at, like, 2K for a month straight. And he always got jammed into my projections. It's like, oh, five points for 2K. I got a one-off, one-off Brinson. I got that's like the first thing I ever always had to do last season in lineup HQ. Just like bump, bump down Brinson's projections so I never get him. Um yeah. So do you have any interest in the Marlins bats? Like not when Corey Dickerson's forty seven hundred, no. How much is Birdie? Is he expensive too? Forty six hundred. They they price they, the DraftKings preemptively price these guys up. Brian Anderson's forty four hundred. VR is forty four hundred. They're I mean, all yeah, under three K on Fanduel. Yeah, we may get a cheap. We get maybe one cheap guy at twenty five hundred, but still, I'm not going to play the Mar. I'm not going to play the Marlins at these prices. They're not even a vomit stack. 
Yeah, it's it's tough to like him on this one. So, all right. Um, any interest in the Baltimore bats here? The Baltimore bats are cheap. They're cheaper than the Marlins. And Caleb Smith, uh, he could he could give up three home runs in a game, right? I get the Austin Hayes is forty two hundred. Santander is forty one hundred. Severino, Nunez, four thousand. You could you could make a a twenty k stack. Hanser Alberto, you play. I mean, they're they're righty heavy as it is. And Baltimore is a good hitting park, and I don't think anyone's going to play Baltimore. And uh, you need to find cheap bat- if you're going to play like two, even two nine K pitchers and maybe maybe a three man from from an expensive team. Like you take three cores bats, you need to find a cheap stack. And it's tough to find a cheap stack on this slate against a pitcher that you feel comfortable stacking against. I feel much more comfortable stacking against Caleb Smith than a lot of the other pitchers on this slate in Baltimore. So Baltimore, if the Orioles are going to come in at sub five percent as a stack, then, uh, then give them to me. All right, all right. Uh, moving on here, we got the White Sox and the Brewers. Lucas Giolito against Brandon Woodruff. Um, I think both these pitchers are interesting. Let's talk uh, Giolito first. Any interest in him? Uh, I, I normally would. It depends on what the bat says. The bat has a vendetta against Lucas Giolito. It hates him completely. <laughs> so if if Cardi if Cardi likes Giolito tomorrow, I'm gonna lock him into at least half my lineups because it never happens. So that's the only way I know. The only time I ever know to play Giolito is if he if he actually comes up well on that day. But against the Milwaukee, I mean the Milwaukee lineup with Braun out and Kane opting out is 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 not all that great. So, I mean, uh, Milwaukee has a 4.4 implied run total. Giolito does have upside, but, of course, he does have downside. I'm not saying that I'd like to get a lot of him at 9,100, but uh, I'll, I'll, I'll see what the bet says first, and then I'll make a decision. Yeah, like, Logan Morrison's going to be in this lineup. Like, outside of Yelich, like, this lineup is um, – Hira is good, but, yeah, this team is – this lineup's hurting, so – It'd be interesting to see what the bat says, but either way, like I think Lucas Giolito facing a, a team that has one guy with a strikeout rate under 20% is very much in play on a 10-game slate. And then on the other side, Brandon Woodruff, um, like he continues to show that he has some solid upside. Um, the White Sox are a boom-bust team. They strike out a lot, and they hit the ball really hard. So this is like one of those spots where you could have some Woodruff on some teams and you can have the White Sox stack on some teams. Definitely. I think I'm more likely on this slate because the, the White Sox batters are not like cheap, cheap. I mean, you get grand in order to play a catcher. He is 4,900. The bottom of the order kind of sucks. I mean, it's a mid range stack, which I would normally be okay with, but I'm not a big fan of stacking against Brandon Woodruff. One-offs would be better, so I, I think I'm more likely to play Woodruff than White Sox. Yeah, me too. Like, you got to remember the Brewers' bullpen is legit. Like, they're very good, especially if you get the good end of the bullpen. So, I like Woodruff here. I stacked the White Sox all over the place on Monday, but uh, this is a new day. So, you know, we just move on and we look at it. Like, Moncada just hit a home run, which helped me out a lot. So, you know. Me too. <laughs> it did me too. I saw that. Wow. My green numbers should go up. There you go. Um, so, yeah. Especially like, since I, I used him as my one-off replacement when McNeil got scratched. So, like, all my McNeil lineups, just like, <laughs> screw it. Give me Moncada. So, so, this helps. That's even better. Um, let's talk. Any interest in the Brewers' bats? Like, I don't I don't really have interest in bats in this game. 
No. I mean, you could justify a one-off here and there, like, if you want. But this doesn't, this doesn't seem like the game where, I mean, the total's eight and a half. I, I'm, the, with the pitchers, these pricing, this, this, these prices, like, I can't, uh, you could take Lewis Robert. You could take uh, a Logan Morrison if you want. But, I mean, I don't want to spend money in this game on bat. If you want to take a cheap bat, I'm not paying 5300 for Yelich in this game. Just, I'm just passing. Royals and Cubs, Brad, Brady Singer against Kyle Hendricks. Um, looking like we're going to have the wind blowing in 10 to 12 miles an hour in this one as well, just as we saw on Monday. Not as much. You know, um, obviously 10 to 12 is way different than 17 to 19. Um, but I'll, have, I'll, I'll tell you, I bet you the MLB weather um, edge will say that this game is going to suppress runs and home runs. So we'll see. Um, do you have any interest here in Brady Singer? I mean, it's okay. I mean, I played him his last start. I'd rather not play him against the Cubs. I mean, there's just there's pitching options on the slate that I don't think we need to play Brady Singer. But if he wanted to, because the wind blowing in, and uh, and I mean the Cubs, there there are strikeouts there. But I mean, he has to get around. I mean, for a rookie, right? He's 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 young to get around some of these experienced bats. I I don't think he gets blown up, but I'm not sure. Like, if am I going to play a large field GPP? Do I think Brady Singer can give me 20 points? I don't think so. If he gives me 10, 12 to 13, I'm probably happy. But it, it, for large field GPPs, it's probably not going to be enough. Yeah, I, honestly, I'd rather just take like Hendricks in the same game for a little bit more. Like, I'm not a huge Kyle Hendricks fan, but like this is a spot that like he could just go out and pitch like super efficient at like 95 pitches and, and throw a really strong game here. Yeah, much more interested in Hendricks because the Royals, uh, I mean, they're, they're, they're cheap, but, like, what are they going to do? I mean, if they, they with the wind blowing in, like, they're going to have to string together 14 hits in order to kill you. So, like, while they have cheap bats on their side, I'm, I'm much more interested in Hendricks than, than the Royals. Yeah, you know, you look at this lineup up and down, you know, they only have two guys with a Woba over 340 against right-handed pitching since the start of last season with Merrifield and Solaire. And both of those guys are righty. If the wind is blowing in from left field, you know, obviously that's going to suppress those two guys as well. So, honestly, I think this is a great spot for Hendricks. Um, I, I could always see playing Solaire or O'Hearn as like one-offs, but I don't really have a ton of interest in this team. No, me neither. And then the Cubs... The wind is blowing in, but the prices are blowing out. Fifty-seven hundred for Kyle Schwarber? Are we kidding ourselves? What's going on here? Rizzo's fifty-four hundred. Good luck stacking this team in, in Wrigley in a wind-in game. Get out of here! I may not have any Cubs in my lineups. Yeah, I don't get it. Like, I think you can always make the argument for like, I guess coming in at like super low ownership because of the pricing with the wind blowing in, but are they really going to, are they really going to do enough with the wind blowing in to like win a tournament at these prices? Probably not. Like, I don't Schwarber's think I more can... expensive than, than Arenado in story. He's <laughs> more expensive than all the, other than Mike Yastrzemski for the giants. The, the Braves are cheaper. And I, and I didn't even want to play the Braves at those prices, let alone the Cubs. So like the, if the K, hey, this is the type of slate. If the Cubs put up 10 runs here and I don't have any of them, then I just lose. And that's just the way it goes. That 1% outcome happens, whatever. There's no way I pay these prices. 
All right, moving on. We got uh, the Giants and the Rockies. Kevin Gaussman against Herman Marquez. Um, do you have any interest in either one of these guys? I know, like, <laughs> no. you know, it's we don't even know slate. if he's actually going to pitch for the Giants, so we don't even know that. I know Herman Marquez is a good, like, real life pitcher. He's eighty one hundred on the slate. Look, we've already mentioned like multiple pitchers that at eight K that are not in cores that are playable. So if you, good luck with yourself if you want to play Marquez. Uh, the, the only thing is that maybe maybe it, it it sours me a little bit on the Giants uh, because Marquez is actually a pretty decent pitcher, but the Giants are actually priced down other than Yastrzemski uh, for cores that maybe I don't mind the Giants. Yeah, a lot cheaper than they were on Monday. I, I think, like, I don't think people really care who's pitching. They're still going to stack cores. So, um, I, listen, I played Marque- Marquez, like, every time he's on the road like he is a guy that's like a staple for me when he's on the road he, he's a really good pitcher he just it just doesn't move like it, it does normal elevation when they're playing in cores and like that really hurts the pitchers and like he's done well in cores before um so it wouldn't shock me i just can't do it on a slate that i like so many pitchers in this range so uh, as far as the giants bats like Brandon Bell hits the ball up in the air a lot. Um, Yaz hits the ball up in the air a lot. Dickerson hits the ball up in the air a lot. Like these are the guys like that I'd be targeting the most out of this team. Um, Yaz is Yaz is on like he is off to a really strong start to start the year. Um, and at fifty nine hundred, I he might be the one giant that like people don't play because he's so expensive. Well, I think in a stack they'll play him. I mean, I think if you're stacking five guys, you're gonna want your Stremski in the stack. So. I think, like, maybe you don't play him as a one-off. But, I mean, we have to see what this lineup looks like, whether or not, you know, if Sandoval's in or we get, uh, like, Chadwick Trump. You like that <laughs> name? Chadwick Trump. Sounds like the bully at a prep school. Like, Chadwick Trump is going to take your lunch money. That's what it sounds like. But, I mean, he's, he's going to come in cheap because Heinemann is priced up. But let, let me take a look on, on DraftKings and see if Trump, they priced he's 33. him. 3,300. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, there's the chalk catcher of the slate if he's in, right? He hit a home run tonight, so uh, maybe they keep him in. Yeah, but that'll just make the, the stack price even even lower. So, like, I don't even – if Trump's in, I don't even mind playing Yastrzemski now in the stack because it makes up for one another. A $3,300 catcher with a $5,900 outfielder. But I know – I'm hoping people get scared off because of Marquez. Uh, that's why I need to check ownership. If the Giants come in at 20-plus percent ownership on a 10-game slate, I'm much less interested. But if – they come in less because everyone wants to play the Rockies against Gausman. Like that, then, then I have more interest. I want to play the Rockies against Gausman. Um. Well, everyone does. <laughs> wow. Wow. What a take. Shocking, a right? Seven and a half run total. Great. Good. Um, for good reason. Like Gausman stinks. Like he's, I don't want to talk too bad about Kevin Gausman. I think the Rockies are, obviously I think they're the top stack on the slate, but you know, when you're considering like price and ownership, there's better plays on the slate. But if I had to pick a team to score the most runs on this slate, I'd pick the Rockies. I, I would too. And that, do we have to go through their lineup? Just everyone, everyone's an option, no matter who starts. Camp Hilliard, Tapia, whoever starts a catcher. I mean, obviously you got Dahl, Story, Blackman, Arenado. And I don't care about it. People say, oh, Gosman from three years ago has reverse splits and he's better against lefties. It's it's uh, it's he's, he's over the hill already. Gaussman's not a good pitcher, so okay, I'll take a reverse splits. Not a good pitcher 
regardless if he's better against, quote, better against lefties. It's an Aaron course. They have a seven and a half run total. The Giants are going to are rolling out. Who knows who's pitching? Maybe Gausman doesn't pitch, but whoever does, it doesn't matter to me. Yeah, Gausman's a two-pitch guy, too. He's a fastball splitter. And if I remember correctly, splitters don't move as well in course. So um, it's even worse. So, like, yeah, I'm, the Rockies are stacked. Like, just all of them are in play here. We move on. Dodgers, Padres, um, Dustin May against Denelson Lamette. Um, any interest here in Dustin May? If they're not going to let him go past like five innings, I can't pay 7,500 on a slate with his other options. I think they're going to be very careful with him all year. Um, not only do I think they'll be careful. He, he, he's not like Walker Bueller or some of these other guys where he can go out and just dominate, you know, a few innings to get to like six innings and pitch 75 to 85 pitches. Like, he works around the zone and like he works up full counts and like, he's just not as efficient as some of these other guys. So like, I think like a ceiling game is six innings for him on a slate where we have a ton of options. I am with you. I can't play Dustin may here. Um, and then I don't play right-handed pitching against the Dodgers. Like the Nelson Lamette, he's legit. Like he, he's shown us plenty of st- good games. I just, where's your upside? This team is loaded. The bench is loaded. Like, this team is a World Series favorite for a reason. Right. If you're going to pay 9500 for Lamette, just go up and pay for Corbin. He's 9500 Oh, my right. gosh. Right. If, if you told me that he was 8K, 8K or something, oh, okay, I'll take a look at 7% on whatever, 5% on Lamette. But, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. When I, when I see Muncie and Bellinger and Seeger and Peterson and all these guys at the lineup, uh, I'm, I'm looking at the Dodgers as – Here's another slate where no one plays the Dodgers again because they don't want to play against Denelson Lamette. Probably rightfully so because, I mean, Mookie Betts is 6000 What's going on here? What, where are all the – the prices on DraftKings are going up like the stock market's going up. Why is he 6000 See, this prevents me from wanting to stack the, the Dodgers. How do you pay 6000 for bets against Lamette in San Diego? He might not be in the lineup either. Well, if he's not he's in the lineup, with- it makes it easy. Yeah, he's dealing with a finger injury. Well, even better. So if he's in the lineup, he's not going to be able to swing the bat very well. Okay. But I don't mind playing the Dodgers every day when no one wants to play the Dodgers because someone else better is on the slate. But I how do you stack this team with uh, Muncie and Betts? But, I mean, I don't mind playing the lefties as one-offs against Lamette. Listen, I haven't got my Dodgers stack in yet this weekend. It's only Tuesday, so I'm going to have to throw a Dodgers stack out there today. So. Um, do you have any interest in the Padres? Not at their prices. Fam, Tatis, they're over 5K. They're playing in San Diego against I may may not be a pitcher I want to roster, but I'm I don't I don't want to go I don't want to go up against him on a 10 game slate where there's better options. I've been like super impressed um by um Gresham to start the season. And he was I was really quickly I was stalling um he's 3k on Fanduel. he was like he's been like in the mid twos um i don't hate him on Fanduel. like he has shown power and speed upside so i think gresham is in play over there on Fanduel as a one-off but um even like i i think you could potentially look at the padres stack over on Fanduel just because like fam's 33 gresham's three myers is cheap um everybody it seems like almost all these guys are cheap over there so tatis is 37 
But, like, you're getting Manny Machado at 29. So, like, you can make a really strong Padres stack with a really top-end pitcher. So, I think over on FanDuel, they make a little bit more sense than DK at their prices. So, um, Astros and Diamondbacks, Christian Javier against Madison Bumgarner. Um, Christian Javier, any interest in him? Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you, my favorite stack is in this game. All right. And it's because I think a lot of people are going to be playing Christian Javier. Yeah, like, he if, looked good against the Dodgers. Well, that's the point that I'm saying. At 6,500, yeah. if he's that pitcher, he's the best pitching play point per dollar on the slate. If he's that pitcher. If he could go out and pitch six innings and eight strikeouts in 6,500 against the Diamondbacks, which I'm not scared of, right? But if, if he's that pitcher, then so be it. According to Vegas, this total's at nine and a half. Five for the Astros, 4.7 for the Diamondbacks. So at least their opening line doesn't give them as much credit as maybe the DFS community. So for this, like, I could see Javier being very popular. If he's not, then okay. Then I then then I don't mind playing him. But if he's going to come in, if people are going to want to play, people are going to want to stack cores, and they're going to need the money. So they're going to go, like, I'm going to take Woodruff at 8,300 and then Javier at 6,500 and then stack the hell out of cores. I see people doing that which makes the Diamondbacks my favorite stack on the entire slate. All right, so you're ruining my mojo here. I actually liked him. Um, no, like no, I, was, I understand why you would like him, but yeah. we have a sample size of one game. Well, we have a minor league sample size of massive swinging strike rates and strikeout rates, but again, I, I know the difference between pitching in high A ball and double A ball and coming up into the majors and throwing like a gym, like his curveball's legit. I watched that game. Um, I watched a lot of it. I stacked against him a lot with the Dodgers that day. So I watched that game a lot and like, he has really good breaking stuff. So like, I, I want to, I just want to highlight that if he is going to be super chalk, I'm with you. I understand completely why you would like, you know, looking at this team on, on the other side. And I will say this too. I was looking at this before we got started. They hit, curveballs really really well so with that being his pitch like he threw it 35 percent of the time against the dodgers righties and like almost 30 percent against lefties like there you go like that gives you your out to like if you want to play the statistical side not just the the blender head style um you know I, I like to have some stats when blender's on so um yeah, I, I think he has some upside. I really do, but um, I completely understand why Arizona is a team that you like. And then Bumgarner on the other side. <laughs> yeah, against the Astros, get out of here. Like Madison Bumgarner three years ago at 7,200, I would have played him against anybody. This is not Madison Bumgarner three years ago, and anybody that's been playing MLB DFS for a long time, you have to remember that when you look at $7,200 Madison Bumgarner, because this is just not the same guy. Um, and like, I, I just can't do it. Like he should have dominated Texas and he didn't like, this is a much tougher start. Like this team just doesn't strike out against left-handed pitching. And maybe we'll see numbers drop a little bit this year without banging on trash cans and stuff, but I can't do it. Bumgarner here. Uh, do you have any interest in the Astros? Well, they finally priced up Brantley. I mean, it's lefty lefty 3,900. I don't mind Guriel, Correa. I mean, you could make an Astros stack, but I mean, Springer's 5,400. Altuve's 5,300. Bregman's 5,000. So it's like you're going to be playing the Astros instead of Coors, which is going to make them lower owned. And maybe people don't want to stack against Bumgarner, but they do have a five-run total. 
So I'm not I'm not against it. It, it. I don't play Bumgarner, but I don't necessarily stack against him. But uh, you know, the, the, depending on the ownership, the Astros could be on my radar. Yeah, um, I think they're in play. Uh, I want to see what their ownership is. If like people still have that like mindset of like I don't want to stack against Bumgarner, I've already stacked against him a couple times this year, like both starts. So. I'll do it again. Like if they're going to be really low owned, like Houston has massive upside against any team. So, um, and then I'll let you um, tell us why you like Arizona. Like you kind of already talked about it, like outside of just pitch taking the team that's going to be facing a guy that could be potentially massive chalk. That's pretty much it. Who's play, who's paying 5,500 for Kettle Marte? No one. Who's pay, who's paying Sterling Marte? 5,000. No, one, no one's paying these prices. Escobar. Okay. 4,000. Calhoun 4,400. Right, Christian Walker, forty four hundred. I mean, it's not it's not a cheap stack, so that's going to lower their ownership. It really that my my the reason why I want to play the Diamondbacks is purely based on people's perception of Christian Javier. If he's the if he's the real deal, I w- I'd much rather play Javier and play none of the Diamondbacks. But since I don't know that, if Javier if I see Javier ownership at like thirty two percent on a ten game slate. The Diamondback stack is going to be like the 1%. I mean, it's going to be nothing. And would I rather stack against a, 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 a kid with his second career start or something or stack against Corbin or Woodruff or any of the guys that have, have a much bigger track record? If I get beaten, I get beaten. It's not like I'm going to be playing them in 30% of my lineups. But I don't mind running, you know, if I'm playing 100 lineups and I'm running 5 to 10 Diamondback stacks. I could run five to 10 Diamondback stacks and still run five to 10 lineups with Javier in them also, just in case he does put up a 25-point game and I'll need him at 32% ownership. So really, it's not a matter of I love the Diamondbacks or I hate Javier. It's just that, I, it, to me, a one-game, for him to be over-owned on a one-game sample size just seems like the spot to exploit. Yeah, I completely understand that. I just, the scene's been ice cold to start the season and... Good, even so, lower ownership. Maybe I'm the only one who'll play them. Maybe. They just, man, they have been. I, I scold. So Escobar profile is amazing against him, but he struck out more than Gary Sanchez this season. So we'll see. And I play a lot of Gary Sanchez. He <laughs> <laughs> was 4% owned tonight. Of course, he put up a zero, but I mean, whatever. Listen, I have, I have not played Sanchez yet this season, so, like, I'm just going to keep fading him until he beats me at this point. So. I'm going to keep on owning him until he's, I'm the only one that has him, and then I beat everyone. <laughs> Texas at Oakland, Lance Lynn against Jesus Lazardo. Um, any interest here in Lance Lynn? I think he's, he's my favorite pitcher on the slate. All right. He's the only, he's the, to me, I look at Lance Lynn. Uh, I'm not particularly scared of Oakland. There are strikeouts in that lineup. And Lance Lynn is like the only pitcher I've seen since they've started that the Rangers have no problem having him go out and throw as many pitches as he wants. And especially in the time where they're keeping, you know, pitch counts low for a lot of starters, 9,900 for a pitcher that has pitched 106 and 108 pitches. Like the A's have a 4.2 implied run total. Uh, Pitching in Oakland is great for pitchers. Uh, I I don't want to play the A's. So why not play Lance Lee? He could, Lance Lee could get seven, eight strikeouts. He could pitch seven innings in this game. So I, I consider Lynn to have the highest upside on the slate just simply for the fact that maybe he could pitch 110, 115 pitches. I like Lance Lynn a lot here. I stacked Oakland a lot. Um, 
you know, on Monday, but I don't mind, you know, again, it's a new slate. Like, you know, you have to play slate by slate. Like this is, I think it's a great spot for Lance Lynn. Like when you're, when you're considering options in this range, like, you know, Lynn is probably my favorite pitcher up here. I like Giolito a lot too, um, depending on what that lineup looks like. But yeah, like I'm paying most of the time here, I'm paying for Lance Lynn over Corbin. Um, but I think both those guys are great pitchers on the great options. Um, and then on the other side, listen, we have a really, 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 really small sample on Lazardo. Um, yeah. From what we've seen so far is like he has brilliant strikeout upside at times, but I don't think he's going to pitch like more than 85 pitches this season in any start. So I'm, I'm iffy. Um, he's 7,600. He has a ceiling and Texas does strike out a lot against left-handed pitching. You can make an argument if he comes in sub five on projected ownership. Yeah, I'm looking at Texas and they have a 3.4 implied run total. It's the lowest on the slate. And I'm looking at Lazardo going at seven. I mean, I just wish he was cheaper because I know he's not going to pitch. I mean, I can't put him in more than 80 pitches. So like, do I want to play? Because he's he's the same price as Hendricks. Like, Hendricks could go out and pitch 110 pitches. Like, it's just one of those things where I'd love to play him if 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 he was if he was 6,600, okay. Maybe then I could do it. I mean, I'd probably still play him over Dustin May at the, at the same price. I'd probably still play him over over uh, Matt Shoemaker. But it's still, it's really, it's really tough for me. I know it's a great matchup and a great ballpark. But he's having to be really super efficient for me to get the large field GPP ceiling. To, to I mean, I already like Lynn on the other side. So, I mean, I, is he even going to qualify for the win, even if they do get ahead? So, like, yeah, if he, if he comes, if he's low owned, if he's sub 5% owned, maybe I do sprinkle a little in. But it's just, it's hard. It's just like Dustin May. Like, I like Dustin May. But it's hard. Like, if you, if you can't, if, you, if I can't guarantee you're going to get the five innings, even when you, when you pitch well. How do I play you in DFS? So here's the thing that I like about Lizardo. He throws gas. He can't throws gas. Like, he throws upper 90s. So, like, he came back from injury last year, and, like, this would be his first major league start. Like, he's pitched at the bullpen. Um, like, this would be his first major league start. Like, I like him. I, I really do. Um, I'm with you. I wish he was cheaper, but I could see the reason why he's low-owned is because there's so many guys in this range. So, He's a guy that I definitely have interest in, you know, going into the slate. I really want to see what his ownership looks like. And um, I, I really think he could post a really strong strikeout number in this game. Uh, do you have any interest in the Rangers bats? I don't think I've, I don't think I'm, I may not roster a single bat in the entire game. Yeah. I don't love this game. I'm with you. Like Hinman might be interesting at 2.2 K as an outfielder, um, but he stinks. So like, yeah. <laughs> He's he he's cheaper than Lewis Brinson, so that should say a lot. Yeah, and then like on Oakland, they're, they're all priced up. Like Semyon's over five k, Lorino, um, Loriano, whatever the name is. I'm just getting tired. Chapman's over five k. Like they're all kind of priced up here. So, like even if I liked an Oakland stack here, like by the time I get done stacking and I'm paying like the prices of some of these other teams that I like more. Right, Chris Davis hit a dong tonight, which means did he? That did he? Yes, he did. Oh, I've been fading him. I didn't know he actually hit a home run. 
Right. I didn't get all my money back. I, all the money I lost last season. I didn't play him today. I should have. I have all the in. Oakland stacks too, and I can't believe you did a home run. There you go. But no, that was no, the, that was, that's what started that big inning. All right. So. Um, all right, Angels and Mariners to finish this off here. Andrew Heaney against Justin Dunn. Um, listen, I played Heaney in this spot last time, and they let him go. I think it was like 60. He was at like 62 pitches. He walked the first batter to start the inning, and they pulled him. And then the reliever came in and got shelled. I think we could see Heaney go a little bit deeper in this game. I'm not saying he's going to go 95, 100 pitches. I think he could go 80 pitches but he's still 8K, and he needs to be more efficient. Like, he's he, his walks are way down right now, but, like, he's still running counts up so much. Um, I like Heaney here. It's more of I just don't trust the Seattle bats whatsoever. Right. Well, Seattle's a really crappy offense. The problem with Heaney is that Joe Madden's the manager, and who knows what's yep. going to happen. You get Joe Madden, right? Oh, he wanted to move uh, at, at 8,000 there. Yeah. I could sprinkle in some Heaney. I've no, I, I, I've been playing Heaney in the past in, in the, the season. The, the problem is, is that we, it's, it's not like we're, we're at a, we have, don't have AK pitchers to play. So like Hendricks is there and Woodruff is there. I mean, we have tons of AK pitchers that I'm not going to go overboard on Heaney, but maybe that means that people will be scared off of him. Maybe Heaney comes in lower own because of the past starts and he only been like, Oh, they, they take a look and they go, oh, he only pitched 64. Like, he has that leash. It's more of the fact that Joe Madden just just micromanages himself to death. So Maybe he I mean, learned a lesson last start, though. Like He didn't learn a lesson for the Cubs. He did it all year. And bullpen is. Come on. Come on. He's never going to learn his lesson. Crash. <laughs> um, listen, on the other side of this slate, we on the other side of this game, we got Justin Dunn. Uh, Justin Dunn in the minor leagues – had decent strikeout stuff, but everything he has done in the majors so far has been, I'm going to walk everyone and I can't throw strikes. So against the patient angels team with Mike Trout expected to be back in the lineup. I have a lot more interest in the angels than I do in Justin Dunn. 6,200 baby narrative, right? Oh, I don't even care him. what his price is like. You don't care? Baby narrative. First baby too. I'm pretty sure. Are you going to really like, pay 6200 You're going to pay more for him than anyone in cores? If I'm going to pay up for a bat that's not in cores, why not take the best hitter in baseball? Okay, why not? Okay, that against sounds the good. Worst, against the worst, probably the worst pitcher on the slate, if not top bottom three. Terrible why, bullpen why for Seattle. Why can't I just take Justin Upton for 3K cheaper for four strikeouts? Well, listen, <laughs> I think you could play I, – I honestly, I think, like, this stack is a late-night hammer. I don't know if I'd go full five-man, but it also depends, like, if Otani is in there or not either. Like, he could be out a long time, so we'll see. Yeah, this, the, the stack, I, I, I mean, with Otani not in the lineup, it's going to get a very – the bottom of this lineup is going to be very watered down. But, I mean, if you want to stack against Heaney, the, the Mariners – Probably are the cheapest stack on the entire slate. If you want the vomitest of vomited stacks, even more so, like, come on, the Marlins are in the mid 4Ks. Yet in the, in the Mariners, I mean, Nola's 2,900. Evan White is 33,000. Marmalejos is 2,400. These are really horrible baseball players, though. So just understand it's the type of thing where I look at it and go, wow, I could get a stack for like 16K of people that are in the top of the order. 
against Heaney, who does have fly ball problems, and the Angels is, you know, oh, they're playing in Seattle. Okay. I, I thought, like, oh, maybe they're playing in, in, in California, and that'll be better. Okay, maybe, maybe I don't want to play the Mariners anymore. Uh, I could, I could see, if you wanted a vomit stack, sure, but I'd be much more likely to play the Mariners if Heaney was owned. But I just don't think Heaney's going to be that owned with all the 8K options available at pitcher. Yeah, outside of just playing pure ownership, I don't really have a ton of interest in Seattle. So, uh, listen, like you have Joe Madden and you have a terrible bullpen. So, there's always, there's always that when you're stacking against the Angels this season. So, uh, let's play the morning grind game and then we'll get out of here. Give me a guy under 8K uh, to get six or more strikeouts on the slate. Okay, I have to get used to the morning grind game again. I forgot, forgot all about it. You're right, the morning grind game. How did I, how did I forget? So, uh, under 8K? To get more than something six, okay. six strikeouts. Oh, that, oh, you you really? Oh, do I really want to say Hendricks? He did it in one start, but I don't I don't trust him again. But there's really no one else. I mean, what am I? I'll hedge my bets. I'll say Christian Javier just because I'm going to stack against him. So at least I get one of them right. <laughs> Morning ground games more important. Uh, I'm going to take Lazardo. Like I said, I really do think he, like he has massive strikeout upside in this start. Um, over 8K to go under 15. Um, who's your who's your bust of the day? Over 8K to go under 15. Over 8K. Well, it depends on if the bat likes Giolito. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, Lamette against the Dodgers. All right, that was who I was gonna take too. Um, you tell you take Lamet, I'll take Giolito. I'm gonna go. I, I I side with Cardi more often than not. I'm just gonna expect Giolito to not be projected well. All right, you saved me time because I had no idea who I wanted to pick. Um, give me a home run over 4K. That's not in course. Well, you're gonna take Mike Trout, right? No, I don't ever take. take I don't ever take the expensive guys. But it's over 4K, right? Yeah, I know, but I like to find guys in the low 4K. I like to. But he's different. outside of cores and he had a baby. You just said before that he's like the bad the lock of the slate. Come on. You All won't right. even take him in your own game? I try not to be super chalky. If you don't think I don't gonna think he's going to be chalky. Right. I don't think people are going to play him in 6,200 with cores on the slate. All right. Um, why, why am I so emphatic on who you take? I didn't even choose. I know. I thought you were trying to buy yourself time. Well, I am buying myself a little bit of time. Well, okay, I gotta, I gotta bet against myself again. I have to do it both ways. Since I took Christian Javier for one of them, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the overpriced Kettle Marte as my non-cores home run. All right, I'll take Trout. If you don't think he's gonna be chalky, I'll take Trout. Um, give me an under 4K hitter to get two or more hits on the slate. Oh boy, it's not the. I can't believe I, I have to say it can't be the Marlins because they're not under 4K. How is that possible? I have no idea. <laughs> under 4K? There aren't that many hitters that are under 4K. Really on this slate. The bats are really priced up. Oh, I'm going to have to choose someone. I can't even find anyone. <laughs> <laughs> under 4K to get to. I'm gonna, I, 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 I thought it before. Probably not two hits, but a home run or something. Uh, Matt Adams against Shoemaker. That's, that's my guy. Uh... Oh, that was going to be your guy? That's okay. Um, let's see. I'll scroll down really quick. Yeah, that was who I was going to take. Yeah, it's um, hard to find 4K guys underneath, right? Yeah, I didn't think he'd take him. Uh, hold on. There was another guy down here that I liked. Oh, um, Goodwin. 
assuming that he plays with Otani, not expect to play. Give me Brian Goodwin against Justin Dunn. Like he's thirty three hundred. I think he's actually going to be someone that pops on projection models on the slate. Um, so I like Brian Goodwin. Um, give me a stack to score six or more runs. That's not cores. That no, we can't ever take cores. Well, of course not. If not, we would have taken Herman Marquez if we could take cores. Right. Stacks to score six or more runs. Yep. Uh, I'm going to guess who you're going to take. You're going to take the Braves, right? I was going to take Atlanta. I like okay, it. Okay, so, so you're going to take the Braves because I'm like, okay, I'll take the Braves. I'm like, no, Stevie's going to take the Braves, so I got to take can... someone else. <laughs> uh, let's see. Who do I take? I'll, no, I'll take the Astros against uh, Bumgarner. All right. I like that one. Yeah, I'm going to take Atlanta. I like Atlanta a lot today. Uh, over, under, against the spread pick, anything standing out to you here? Um, we're trying to keep that shark side streak rolling. I actually lost mine. I had the, the over in the Minnesota game, and it ended at nine. I had nine and a half. So, back what's to zero. The, what's the over, under, on Andrew Heaney's pitch count? Um, I would set it at 80. 80? Wow, I'm taking the under. I don't trust Joe Madden at all. <laughs> <laughs> For anyone that's new, Blender does not. Um, he always – he likes to throw different curveballs here. Um, I throw, I throw tri- tricky pop prop bets that don't exist because I'm not even looking at betting lines, so I have no idea what 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 I would like to begin with. Um, I'll take the money line in the Washington game. Give me Washington minus one thirty nine um, against Stephen Matz. I think that line is a little low. I'll take Patrick Corbin in Washington, one minus one thirty nine money line. Um, I'm actually going to take that as my sharp side lock if it's up. If not, I'll check it in the morning. Oh, it is up one forty. I'm going to take that one. So, locking in Washington minus one forty on sharp side to get my streak back going. Blender, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No. If if anyone hasn't checked out my my audio course that that came out, theoryofdfs.com, fifteen hours of audio of me teaching you uh, the game theory of DFS. So check that out if you want. Yeah, make sure you check that out. Definitely can learn a lot, um, you know, from theories to everything. So you'll you'll see why I stacked the Marlins and the Diamondbacks against Javier when Javier is going to put up 32 points and make me look stupid. Yeah. It's going to wrap it up here for Tuesday. We'll be back Wednesday talking some more baseball, assuming there's still a season. Hope everyone has an awesome, awesome day. And um, good luck in your contest. We'll see you then.